okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the next two hours talking about the South. We're going to give you some headlines. We're going to have some fun. We're going to educate you on some things about this part of the world. We're going to tell you about some sports news, especially the Southeastern Conference. We're going to let you know where the most handsome city in the country is, and it's in the South, for goodness sakes. Oh, yeah, we'll also share with you what a survey comes out that says the country should be broken up into 11 different areas. And we got a couple of those areas right here in the South. The Deep South would be one of those areas. We'll discuss that. Also, we've got some celebrity news here in this two-hour journey, including Willie Nelson is going to quit smoking pot. Is this an April Fool's joke? We're going we're gonna to talk about it all right here on the Y'all Show. Hello, I'm John Rawl. Rawl rhymes with y'all. And we're so gl- glad and just tickled that you could take a little time to hear our show about Dixie. And, and sure enough, we've got headlines from across the Southeast as President Trump's not so happy about Brian Kemp in Georgia. He did it on Wednesday. Kemp defied the president and picked Kelly Loeffler to be the next senator for the Empire State of the South. And she oh, is a Yankee. And now she's going to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate. I, I think is I, I, I shouldn't take a, a guess. I think she's going to become the first female from the state of Georgia in the U.S. Senate. I think I'm right on that. Regardless, she's not a senator yet. She has to be sworn in, I guess, in early 2020 when they report back to Washington after the holidays. But Kelly Loeffler, your next senator, defying President Trump. We've got information on that. Plus, big news for Huntsville, Alabama. Redstone Arsenal is going to have a lot more people working there. All that in our headlines across the southeast here in this first hour. Also in this first hour, hey, we will tell you, I know you might not feel like getting in the car and going to see anybody here in the next couple of weeks unless you're going to be getting a bunch of presents. (laughs) But if you want to go see some pretty Christmas lights and other really good holiday cheer, we're going to tell you about some great communities in the southeast that are putting on Christmas time events and or festivals before the 2019 is up. And we'll let you know all this courtesy of the Southeast Tourism, Southeast Tourism Society, of which we're proud members of here on the Y'all Show. So that's coming up here at the bottom of this hour. And then in hour two, again, we'll tell you about this map that's come out it's been out kind of a meme circulating maybe you've seen it but it's the 11 separate nations map <laughs> maybe we can get that in the united nations we will have the south a civil war are you going to be on the side not of the north or south but are you going to be part of the deep south or the appalachian area of the south that will be the question we have to answer who's going to fire the first shot in this 11 separate nations map that we'll discuss at the start of hour two and then speaking of separate nations they really should do this in the state of alabama they really should divide it up between alabama and auburn they just need to build a wall somewhere south of silicauga between alabama and auburn and just don't let them mix it's like oil and water and i tell you what it doesn't help when you mix that oil and water together courtesy of ryan fowler 
as our old friend from right here on the y'all show he is the host of the game on tide 100.9 in tuscaloosa alabama ryan hosts a four-hour afternoon sports talk show all about alabama crimson tide sports right there in tuscaloosa county and he's going to take time away from the capstone to tell us about the iron bowl of which the tide had a i would say a gimme field goal go off the crossbar and they missed it and in the end auburn war eagle fearless and true or something like that uh no war eagle fly down the field fearless and true is part part of that too see i'm not an auburn alum so all you albies out there give me some credit okay you got a great fight song i love to play in fact i'm gonna play it just to stick it in ryan fowler's eye when we bring him on an hour or two we're gonna play war eagle fly down the field and see what he thinks of that hey he's got to get used to it auburn is your state champs in alabama right now but we'll discuss the iron bowl a little bit we'll really get an update on a couple things about crimson tide sports from ryan fowler we're gonna find out is nick saban done is he toast is he turning it in is he gonna say i'm out of here i can't handle losing to auburn i can't handle losing to lsu in that neanderthal ed orgeron i'm out of here or is he going to be galvanized and say by golly if you thought i was mad when we had that game at jordan hare stadium this past weekend well watch me in 2020 we'll get ryan fowler's take on coach saban is he going to stick around is the dynasty over we'll also talk to ryan about tua takvola the qb there for alabama as he's got some real health problems he had to end up missing out on the iron bowl and he's done for the year is his professional career going to be altered by that injury he had at davis wade stadium in starville we'll get ryan's take on that but we really want to get his take on (laughs) sorry alabama you're not in the sec championship game this weekend but georgia and those lsu tigers are and we'll get ryan fowler's uh, inside analysis he ought to know about lsu i don't know how up he is on those georgia bulldogs those silver britches but we'll get his take on what's going to happen in the sec championship game plus there's some coaching vacancies right now you got an opening and this could be a developing story we could already had it filled by the time you hear this at missouri as barry odom was dismissed you also have an opening in the ozarks as chad morris was shown the door three quarters of the way through the arkansas football schedule and now they're trying to get a coach there to coach the hogs and then really the surprise to me was on sunday evening the mississippi sharks decided to part ways with really a a guy who's part of the mississippi dynasty and that would be matt luke his his family longtime former players of the university of mississippi and he's been a a rebel land shark his whole life and they said you're out of here so what's going to happen with keith carter the athletic director who's only been on the job about two weeks what's going to happen there we'll get ron fowler's take on all that in our sec spotlight now that is what we call a complete show here on today's y'all show pardon me i'm excited about it and hopefully you are too 803-816-1170 is our telephone number if you want to connect to us anytime do that you can email us anytime 24 7 
y'all show that's y-a-l-l-s-h-o-w y'all show at y'all.com and our email and website is y-a-l-l.com so so easy of course we're on great radio stations and you can find us on a couple of streaming apps like the iheart radio app the tune in radio app and apple Podcasts. well let's go into the headlines across dixie today and as we mentioned at the start brian kemp governor of georgia has appointed businesswoman kelly loffler to be the new senator she'll have that role for about nine ten months before she has to go up for an election in november of 2020 and try to get the full term as the new U.S. Senator for Georgia, but Kemp appointing her after Johnny Isaacson had to step away from that Senate seat with many, many health woes. And now Georgia will be represented by this, I think she's from Illinois, the Illinois native who's been successful in the Atlanta area. In fact, she's one of the co-owners of the Atlanta dream of the WNBA, and she's going to be the new Senator for Georgia. Now, President Trump, he wanted Representative Doug Collins, who's all over the impeachment hearings right now. He wanted Collins to take over this Senate seat and got kind of nasty on Twitter, at least, between President Trump. He might have had more important things going on, but the congressman from Florida, Gates, he was telling Brian Kemp, you need to get Doug Collins. And Kemp went around both of them and said, no, I'm going to get this young lady and i say young i think she's in her 30s or early 40s to be the new senator for the state of georgia in the halls of congress and now that makes the second deep south state here in the last year year and a half that you've seen a woman take over a republican senate seat in the capitol as just to a year and a half ago in the state of mississippi after thad cochran passed away governor phil bryant there appointed I call her Cindy Hyphen Smith. Cindy Hyphen Smith is your senator for for Mississippi, and she even defended that seat in the 2019 election. She got the full term on that. So that is the latest on this seat for Georgia that Isaacson is stepping away from, and now Loeffler has the the I guess what they're trying to do is kiss up to the Republican or at least the women in the suburbs that's a problem right now for the republican party and appointing this woman a successful businesswoman in the role of a u.s senator in the state of georgia will only help in their effort to say see we're not all just a bunch of old white males in congress we've got some women and there's a handful of minorities besides women there in the republican caucus in washington dc but not a whole lot tim scott is an exception of course but to the republicans defense i think there's only two blacks representing in the senate right now with you got mr president cory booker i'm kidding on that and a woman who wanted to be president kamala harris who's actually she's half indian and half jamaican uh so really cory booker and tim scott out of a hundred people in the u.s senate there's very few minorities that's my my point i'm just trying to make so you got two democrats one republican it's not like the democrats have 30 40 minorities there on their side of the aisle either at least in the u.s senate but kelly loffler going to be taking over here is a blast from the past that we hopefully hadn't thought we were going to never hear from this guy out of bartow florida george zimmerman 
who was acquitted in the 2012 killing of Trayvon Martin. He's now suing Martin's parents, family attorney, the attorney's book publisher, and prosecutors who tried his case, claiming he was defamed when they allowed a witness, witness to give false testimony in an attempt to incriminate him. Zimmerman's lawsuit, which was filed on Wednesday in Bartow, Florida, said a trial witness pretended to be the last person to talk to Martin by phone before he was killed when the witness was actually the half-sister of the caller. So here we are in this case. Zimmerman, he had that famous trial back in 2013 in Sanford, Florida, where he was acquitted. And this, remember, this is a case that was completely blown up it should never in my opinion should never have been a national story you know why it was a national story a fellow named barack obama had to weigh in on it and that's in the days where he didn't have a lot to say that often like president trump says something every day but i think he might have even had a press conference about it if you go back in the archives and really gave this story a lot of traction nationally and they tried to make a racial issue out of it when Mr. Zimmerman obviously had somewhat of a quick trigger finger and a youngster had to die. That's unfortunate. But uh, this was a local story. It was a tragic story, but it never should have been given the kind of national attention it was given. And in the end, Zimmerman was acquitted. You, you, he, had, he had at least some, some kind of reasonable defense. And guess what? The juror and the jurors there in Florida said we can't find this guy guilty there's a chance he didn't mean to kill this fella at least out of hate or out of he had a reason i guess a justification and so therefore he walked away and has popped up in the news occasionally through the years usually for not good reasons now to virginia and a firefighter there was mistakenly killed on thanksgiving while shielding her five-year-old son from a spray of bullets And now, Lieutenant Ashley Nicole Berry, who died at the age of 33, is being praised for her last act of love as she was at the wrong place at the wrong time when a stray bullet struck her as she left the home of her boyfriend's family. And this happened in Virginia again on Thanksgiving Day. A sad story as police responded at 1139 on Thanksgiving night and said they found Berry suffering from serious injuries. She was rushed to the hospital where she later died, but she was there in Richmond, Virginia, and police and family members remembering her heroic act in the final days since her death. And what an unfortunate thing, but hopefully by her act, if nothing else, it helped save her youngster, their five-year-old son, in this what they call last act of love coming from the Commonwealth of Virginia to North Carolina. A woman there has died this week after her oxygen tank exploded that's tragic news the oxygen tank exploded because it was ignited from a cigarette she was smoking 61 year old belinda coble was being administered oxygen at her home in zebulon north carolina that's about 25 miles east of raleigh and she was smoking there when a cigarette ignited the tank sparking a small explosion and fire and she died her husband was asleep in a separate room at the time citing the nash county sheriff's office The sounds of the explosion and the alarm reportedly woke him up, and he was able to quickly extinguish the small fire. But unfortunately, his 61-year-old wife died again after her cigarette ignited an oxygen tank, and a little explosion happened right there in Zebulon. 
North Alabama, good news there for all of you working in the Huntsville area. Redstone Arsenal, where rocket p- propulsion has been tested, and you got a lot of employees already there. Well, at Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama, they've got about 44,000 employees there already, and that's going to grow in the next six years to f- over 50,000 employees. That is one heck of a amount. Lieutenant General Edward Daly is the commander of Redstone Arsenal there in North Alabama. And he says that they plan to have a $2 billion in infrastructure improvements in the next five years to keep Redstone growing. And they'll have over 50,000 employees by the year 2025 as one of Alabama's top employers. It's, it's an impressive amount. By the way, in Alabama alone, Regions Bank, which is all over Alabama, has only 20,000 employees compared to what's going to end up being over 50,000 for Redstone Arsenal. And that is a huge presence there. They're hiring, by the way, at all kinds of levels. If you're looking for a good job and you want to work in the industry, I guess the space industry or the propulsion industry, Right now at Redstone Arsenal in North Alabama, a place I lived right there in five points of Huntsville, you can get involved with some partnerships and internship programs and go work at Redstone and help out our country as we get ready here in a few years, maybe just a few months, to launch the Space Force. But great news, great business news for the state of Alabama. Well, if you are in Alabama, you might not have such a hard time with this next story we're going to tell you about. We've got a list of the states with the highest debt burden. Yes, the who has the heaviest credit card debt burden around the country? Southern states end up taking nine of the top ten spot in CreditCard.com's latest credit card debt burden survey. I'm scared to look at this. However, let me brag on myself, and maybe I'm no Dave Ramsey, but I have not had an actual credit card in a long time. I really kind of need one to help my credit out just so I can buy other things. But credit cards usually aren't the best thing to have, and and certainly not a smart thing to run up. But who are the highest states for debt for for credit cards? Well, I can tell you the top five: Mississippi, Mississippi. The total credit card balance in the state of Mississippi is right at seventy six hundred dollars. Arkansas, seventy nine hundred dollar credit card debt. In West Virginia, seventy six forty one is the number there. Louisiana is 8364. The highest state, by the way, in the country is New Mexico with a credit card balance of $8,356. That means that we're in a rough spot for a lot of these people where the median household income, for example, in Mississippi is $44,717. So when you have a $7,600 credit card balance and you're only making $44,000 a year, that means 15% of your monthly earnings equals $559 going toward a credit card bill each and every month. So again, the South getting hammered by credit cards. Right here, I'm telling you this on the doorstep of Christmas coming up in a few weeks. Just be on the lookout. Don't overdo it if you can. And we don't claim to be Dave Ramsey or anything like Dave Ramsey, but we need to try to get out of debt. 
I'm debt free. Let's all scream and holler and cut up our credit cards. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got more headlines from across the Southeast, including in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They're honoring a civil rights leader who was gunned down back in the early days of the civil rights movement, Vernon Dahmer. A statue is now up at the Forest County, Mississippi courthouse. We've got info on that. Plus, Willie Nelson is backing off of pot. What's that all about? And NASCAR invades Nashville. All that ahead on our headlines as we continue those after this break. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, purple mattress. You know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a purple mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your purple grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Death don't have no mercy in this land. Back in the y'all next segment, we're going to take a quick look at some places across the southeast where you can get your holiday cheer on. Merry Christmas from all of us here at the y'all show. We've got some places you might want to try to sneak in before jolly old St. Nick pays you a visit. Continuing on with headlines from across Dixie, and we'll go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and there at the Forest County Courthouse this week, a statue of slain civil rights leader Vernon Dahmer was unveiled. It's a bronze sculpture created by artists Vixen Sullivan and Ben Watts, and it's right up at the Forest County Courthouse now as the Board of Supervisors. They voted back in 2018 to commission this statue in honor of Dahmer, who was killed for trying to get black people registered to vote. And it's a lovely statue right there 
It was on January 10th, 1966, when the Udamer home in the Kelly settlement was firebombed by the white knights of the Ku Klux Klan. The family had received numerous death threats before that day and took turns sleeping in shifts so they could be on constant alert. And now, 53 years after his death, there's a statue right up on the Forest County Courthouse. There are grounds there for this man. KKK Imperial Wizard Sam Bowers, who ordered the killing, was convicted and sentenced to life in prison back in 1998, seven years after the family convinced local authorities to reopen the case. Bowers died in prison about eight years after that in 2006. So some justice, I guess you could say, coming back here in Mississippi, at least honoring a person who died in the civil rights movement. A name you may not be all that familiar with, Vernon Dahmer, who, if I'm not mistaken, I've tried to research some Hattiesburg area civil rights stuff before. I think he was actually accepted. I believe he was the one who was accepted to what was then Mississippi Southern College, now the University of Southern Mississippi. And then they didn't let him in. And that was in the 50s, I believe. Uh, I know there's some kind of story like that. And Southern Miss has gone in and named a building after this person who I think is Vernon Dahmer. If, if memory serves me correct, I need to research it. I, my apologies for not having that story down in its entirety. But regardless, you can go see the sculpture of Vernon Dahmer now on display in downtown Hattiesburg. Now, Willie Nelson News. We're on the road again with some good stories about Willie. And this is a really good story. Why? Because it appears Willie Nelson has stopped smoking pot to take better care of himself. How about that? The guy who's really the poster child for smoking dope because he's been doing it a long time. And I know Willie's in his 80s, and there's a lot of people who haven't lived to be in their 80s. And this guy has the kind of endurance and the legacy that everybody's like, if I'm going to be an octogenarian, I want to be like Willie Nelson. So, yeah, give me some of that good stuff. Whoa, man, that's good. But according to Willie, he said in a recent interview that he stopped smoking because of breathing issues. He said that he's abused his lungs quite a bit and breathing is a little bit more difficult these days. And I have to be careful. Willie Nelson is now 86 years young and he actually lives for the most part in Hawaii. But I know he was recently in Nashville for the CMA Awards and He's in the South a fair amount. The Baylor University alum, by the way, Willie Nelson. But he's hanging up his pot. And yeah, as much as you might want to smoke pot out there, it's still something you got to inhale and it's going to affect your lungs. And people will be affected by it, especially if they have sensitive lungs. And hey, when you're 86 years old, you, you probably got sensitive lungs, if I had to take a guess. Well, this lady here has got a sensitive lung, I'm sure. Lady Gaga, as the Super Bowl is going to be taking place in Miami this year, and Lady Gaga is going to be a big part of the ceremonies there in South Florida on Super Bowl weekend, as AT&T is going to have what they call a Super Saturday night in Miami on February 1st, and that's the day before Super Bowl 54. And if you head down to South Florida, you can see Lady Gaga performing a concert that will take place at Meridian and Island Gardens and also will be live streamed on Twitter as Lady Gaga headlined the Super Bowl halftime show back in 2017 in Houston, a game between the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots with the Falcons absolutely blew it, by the way. 
And she also performed at Super Bowl 50 in 2016. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are going to headline this year's halftime show, which takes place February 2nd at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. So, hey, you can go see J-Lo, Shakira, and Lady Gaga all in the same weekend if you head down to Florida for the Super Bowl in early February. The question is, is your team going to be there? My team, which I won't even give it the time of day, has officially ended its opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. They're out of the running and I'm not too happy about it. Luckily, I have another team that I root for, and they're very much alive. So I'm rooting for you, alternate team, to win the Super Bowl, which I went to their one and only Super Bowl appearance. And I'll give you a hint. It was 19. Actually, it was technically 2000, but it was for the 99 season. Go do your Googling, and you can come back with me on that. But yes, a great weekend. By the way, if the Super Bowl is going to be there on February 2nd at Hard Rock Stadium, let me remind you the national championship game is going to be January 7th, I think it is. If that's the Monday, the first Monday in the month of January, that is when the national championship game for college football will be at New Orleans in the Mercedes Benz Superdome. So, Yes, the South got the big games here with the Super Bowl and the national championship game. And I'm wrong on that date. It's January 6th is the night of the college football playoff national championship. By the way, Alabama will not be there. However, Ryan Fowler from Alabama, from Tuscaloosa to be specific, is going to be on in the second hour to talk about the Crimson Tide and what's happening there. Is Nick Saban going to stick around after losing that Iron Bowl to those Auburn Tigers? More celebrity news. How about this? Vivian Howard. You may not know that name, but if you're into cooking, you probably know who she is. She lives in North Carolina, and she's raised $41,000 for Aura Coke restaurants that were affected by Hurricane Dorian. Remember, that hurricane really did a lot of devastation in the Bahamas, and for the most part in the south, it didn't do a whole lot of damage, but the outer banks were really hit in some ways pretty pretty bad by Hurricane Dorian. And now this Kinston, North Carolina chef and PBS star Vivian Howard has started a t-shirt fundraiser to help restaurants there on Oracoke Island recover from Hurricane Dorian. As she began selling shirts a few months ago after the hurricane damaged Oracoke, which is 26 miles off of North Carolina's coast, the storm skirted along that coast with winds of about 105 miles per hour, and this happened all back around September 6th, and she's got these really cool t-shirts that say, One Island Under Tacos, as a way to raise money for Oracoke in North Carolina. Vivian Howard, check it out if you haven't had a chance to see her show on pbs you might want to do that as she's got eduardo's a beloved taco stand it was one of several restaurants destroyed by the storm and howard designed and sold t-shirts that read one island under tacos to raise money for that restaurant there on orico but after giving fifteen thousand dollars to the man to help rebuild his taco stand there in orico howard partnered with the sunday supper to distribute the remainder to its hurricane relief program so the sales have already raised over forty two thousand dollars and we hope will be much much more coming forward for vivian howard who's a chef again you can see her sometimes when she's on 
PBS. I've actually reached out to her to try to get her to come on this show, and she hasn't responded. Maybe because she's out doing great work, like helping Oracoke. Now, NASCAR, they usually have like an end-of-the-year celebration. They've been doing it in Vegas for the last couple of years. Well, guess what? Kyle Busch and others were in Music City, and they're there this week for what's considered to be a celebration of NASCAR, as NASCAR had a theme night at the Grand Ole Opry, and they also appeared NASCAR stars like Kyle Busch were on WWE's Raw, not Raw, but Raw, and they were there this week on Broadway and more promoting NASCAR as they're trying to get NASCAR to get away from having its season-ending award celebration in vegas now to nashville as they're trying to get back to their roots here in the south and i say that's a great great plan so maybe you'll be able to catch some of that on television if you are a nascar fan a lot of people involved with the sport like martin truex jr and kevin harvick in nashville enjoying a celebration where they get to hang out with their country music friends and more and promote nascar right here in the south now that the season's over with and they'll be racing at daytona before you know it hey we told you earlier this week about lsu they decided to redo the field there at tiger stadium and as a result of trying to fix some drainage issues they had to rip out all the the side after lsu got the big win over texas a&m and if you're an lsu fan and you haven't gone by alex box stadium to get your chunk of tiger stadium you're probably a little too late. However, what a great story this is. An LSU fan did just that, went by and picked up the free free side given out there from Tiger Stadium. And you know what they did with it? They decided to honor a loved one by putting the side on their late father's grave right there in Louisiana. What a what a really cool gesture as Cat Gluck was able to get a piece of side from Tiger Stadium and then she went and put it out on Facebook where she said, well, dad, you missed one hell of a season of LSU football. She wrote this on her post. You'd love our QB this year. I'm sad you weren't here to watch it, but I got you the next best thing. Now you can rest under Tiger Stadium until the end of time. Enjoy your time in the real Death Valley. Love you, dad. You are the real Heisman winner in my heart. And she's got a a great picture there of her father's tombstone there i assume it's somewhere gregory george is the last name and got that tiger stadium turf even has a hash mark right there on the grave of this man lucky tiger fan with that and i'm not an lsu fan but you can go ahead and save me a piece of that for my grave i'll be happy to take it and as we wrap up our headlines here on the y'all show from one ridiculous story about turf on graves which is actually a sweet story let me be clear on that to a really ridiculous story what city in america is considered the most handsome city now how in the world does somebody come up with handsome city well dc-based grooming lounge has used objective data to come up with this annual list of the most handsome cities in america i think part of this is what you spend on your pretty grooming products and so let's list a couple of these that are in the South, at least. The ninth most handsome city in America, St. Petersburg in Florida. And then we don't have another southern city until number one. Other cities on the list where you spend hundreds of dollars a year on grooming products, trying to make yourself handsome. This, this is really more of a fella story. Lincoln, Nebraska is at six. Seattle, five. Boise City, Idaho is number two. The number one city in America, the most handsome city Again, is Arlington, Virginia. This coming out from Grooming Lounge and their listing of what's the most handsome town. 
and i know your town might not have made the list but i think your your town and your your crossroads wherever you are in the south is pretty handsome in my opinion and maybe you think my town and heck our whole region is handsome and in that sweet when we come back on y'all show you know what's handsome christmas celebrations and when we come back i'm going to share with you a few really cool places to go before the year is up and you can get the yuletide going with a little y'all tide all that is coming up in our festive south feature of the y'all show asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now, you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Is a season for caring and the reason for sharing is a baby that was born upon the stand. With our family and friends, we're together again. Celebrate his birth down Texas way. Merry Christmas from Texas, y'all. Where we hang the mistletoe and deck the old dance hall. May that big lone star shine on you from afar. Merry Christmas from Texas, y'all. All right, there you have it. That is our first Christmas song of this season right here on the Y'all Show. How about that? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and for some of you, Happy Hanukkah, wherever you might be listening to us here on the show that's all about the South. This is the Y'all Show, and we're all about having fun here in this part of the world, and thanks to the Southeast Tourism Society, we have a listing of some great places for you to consider as we wrap up this first hour of this Thursday Y'all Show with John Rawl. 
we've got some places you might want to circle in the calendar. Maybe you're going to these areas anyway, but if you're bored and you're looking for somewhere to go, get out of the house, hey, here's some really cool, most of these holiday events going on in the South over the next couple of weeks. All right, you ready? Starting this weekend in Columbus, Mississippi, in the Golden Triangle, go to the website columbusmainstreet.com and you can check out Wassail Fest, W-A-S-S-A-I-L Fest, and that takes place December 6th in Columbus. December 7th in Beaufort, North Carolina. This sounds like a lot of fun and probably a beautiful place to be this weekend. Crystal Coast Christmas Flotilla right there on the Atlantic Coast, right near Moorhead City, North Carolina is where you'll find Beaufort. And go look at the boats and their Christmas decorations and more. Sounds like a great plan. Hopefully not too chilly there in Beaufort these days. The Crystal Coast Christmas Flotilla going on this weekend. Now that's pretty unusual to have something like that. As I saw my first Christmas parade earlier this week. And what do y'all think of Christmas parades? Where I grew up, I never heard of this concept. And now that I've lived west of the chattahoochee most of my adult life i at least in some parts of the south christmas parades are usually at nighttime and it is a beautiful sight to see christmas parades with the lights and all that going on at nighttime but a lot of places are either one or the other and to my knowledge very few places in the south have kind of it right down the middle one town over here has got it at night this one's got it at day that just seems to be my very limited knowledge of when people decide to have their christmas parades in their communities but yeah i I think east of the chattahoochee it's more of a daytime thing west it seems like they like the nighttime christmas parades but i I know there's some daytime even and it goes back and forth but they're both beautiful whether you have a christmas parade at night day it doesn't matter just have one darn it they're really really great events hey go to auburn this weekend there's not going to be rolling the town at tumor's corner this weekend no football game for the plainsman but if you go there this weekend up until january 1st it's auburn gingerbread village go to aotourism.com that's auburn opelika aotourism.com to learn more about the gingerbread village right there on the loveliest village on the plain auburn alabama and that starts again this weekend all the way through new year's day Thomasville, Georgia, has Victorian Christmas going on December 12th and 13th. ThomasvilleGA.com is the website to go to to learn more about that event. Also, December 13th until Christmas Day in Danville, Virginia, the Community Holiday Light Show going on. DanvilleVA.gov is the website for you to learn more about that event that stretches almost two weeks there in Danville. In Fernandina Beach, Florida, just north of Jacksonville, it's Dick Dickens on Center, and that's C-E-N-T-R-E. That's December 13th through the 15th right there on the northeast corner of Florida's coast, and it should be a fun weekend getting you ready for Christmas in Fernandina Beach, Dickens on Center. Now, another event going on in Beaufort, North Carolina. If you didn't make it to the flotilla, the Christmas flotilla this weekend, go back next weekend there on the Atlantic coast of North Carolina. It's Beaufort Christmas Candlelight Tour. 
Uh, you can go to the website BeauftHistoricSite.org to learn more information on this event, which takes place December 14th there in Beaufort, North Carolina. A candlelight tour. Sounds like here at the Y'all Show, we just need to go set up shop in Beaufort for the next week and a half and go to the flotilla and then do this candlelight tour. And I've been a tourist in Beaufort, and it's a great spot. Great, great beaches, great food. It's not too crowded. Moorhead City, right across the causeway there, is a great place to, yes, check it out. If you want to get away and looking for something a little bit different, Beaufort is a great place to go. Another great place to go, I was just through here a couple of weeks ago, Decatur, Alabama. And I'll tell you what, Decatur is right on the Tennessee River, and I go up and down the Tennessee Valley a lot, and few places have the scenery that you find when you're coming from Huntsville, Alabama, on that interstate that didn't, that didn't, I guess it turns into US 31, right there on the north side of the Tennessee River. And when you come south, let's say, of Athens and Huntsville, and you're wanting to cross over the Tennessee, go across the bridge there, right there at the city of Decatur, Alabama, it's a beautiful site right there. It's just well done. They've got a little marina, and it's just it, it's just really classy. Decatur is not a small town, by the way, and it's also the home of Big Bob Gibson's white vinegar, rather white barbecue sauce. So maybe you just need to make a holiday journey over to Decatur, wherever you might be in the South, and enjoy a good good time there. And I'm sure I wasn't there when the holiday lights were cut on in Decatur and in Morgan County, Alabama. But something tells me Decatur right now has all the lights on and. It's a lovely place, a historic place right on the Tennessee River in North Alabama. And if you go there December 14th, it's Historic Decatur Christmas Tour of Homes going on in Decatur, Alabama. The website is northalabama.org. Go there and learn a whole lot more about this really cool event. Hey, if you want to go to Florida and you want to go a little bit further south in Fernandina Beach at the Seminole Hard Rock Winterfest Boat Parade, that's where you should go. Winterfestparade.com is the website. That's also a December 14th event there in Fort Lauderdale. Have a great time with a boat parade celebrating Christmas. And we'll take it back just to the east of Decatur for our final place we'll brag on here, and then it'll be all Christmas from there on. No more celebrations, no more festivals. But in Huntsville, Alabama, right there in Madison County, on December 14th, it's the Twickenham Spirit of Christmas Past Homes and Luminary Tour taking place in downtown Huntsville. The website to learn more information on this is Whedon House Museum. That's W-E-E-D-E-N House Museum dot com the twickenham spirit of christmas past homes and luminary tour and if you don't know what those things are that's where usually they light up those grocery bags with a candle and it seems so simple but boy it's so pretty and i'm not trying to take a wild guess i'm just i'm taking a wild guess of what they mean by luminary tour but that's probably what they're doing but even if it's something more sophisticated than a than the old paper sack lit up what a great thing to do there in Huntsville, a wonderful town. And we just told you in the earlier part of this hour in our headlines, 50-something thousand jobs at Redstone Arsenal are going to be there in the next couple of years. So Huntsville on the boom. And I mean that intentionally since it's Rocket City, 
USA, but we won't have rockets on our mind when you go to the Twickenham Spirit of Christmas past homes and luminary tour at the WhedonHouseMuseum.com, the website for that. And that is a quick look at, according to the Southeast Tourism Society, some of the great events going on here in the Yuletide as we get ready for Christmas. And then after December 14th, most of these places aren't putting on events. Some of them do stretch on until January 1st and beyond. But yes, it's that time of year, and we're just getting you ready for the holiday spirit and giving you some great travel ideas here in our Festive South feature. Well, that will wrap up hour number one of today's Y'all Show with John Rawl. Hang on. Hang on. Please do that, because when we come back, we're going to tell you about 11 separate nations. If we broke this country up, we hereby divide the North from the South, and then we're going to divide the South even more. We'll tell you, if you did that, what are the sub-regions of the South, according to this meme that's out there on the Internet. And then, in the second hour, we're going to be joined later by Ryan Fowler, of tide 100.9 fm in tuscaloosa he is the host of the afternoon show called the game and it's an all alabama crimson tide show and we're going to find out what's going on with that crimson tide football team and we'll get ryan fowler's take on this weekend's sec championship the georgia bulldogs and yo 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 go tigers ed orgeron and the lsu tigers all that is a coming up in the second hour of this the y'all show with the general of all things southern asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street (coughs) now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved primatine mist the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Hi, 
another hour of the show all about the South is here. Crank up your engine and join us as we're going to be on for another hour. We've got Ryan Fowler, direct from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Ryan's going to be back on with us. We had him on about midway through the college football season, talking about that Alabama Crimson Tide. And I'm worried about Ryan. That's why we're going to call him. It's a welfare check on Ryan I'm afraid uh, he and all the other Crimson Tide crazies are having a rough week after Alabama lost (laughs) with a doink on the field goal, that is, to the Auburn Tigers. And Alabama will not be playing for another national championship here in 2019. We'll go to Tuscaloosa, T-Town, and check on our friend Ryan Fowler of the game on Tide 100.9 and get his thoughts not only on what's going to happen with Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, but what his thoughts are on the rest of the SEC, including this weekend's SEC championship, the LSU Tigers and the Georgia Bulldogs. SEC Talk with Ryan Fowler headed your way in just a few minutes. 803-816-1170 is our telephone number. We'd love to get your thoughts on anything regarding the South, including Alabama Crimson Tide football, if that's what's on your mind. But we also will take it whatever you got, anything regarding the South. We want to hear about it here on the Y'all Show. Right now, I don't know how in the world this thing just started popping up on my Facebook feed, but a story from several years ago popped up titled, This Map Shows the U.S. Really Has 11 Separate Nations with Entirely Different Cultures. And perhaps you've seen that on your Facebook feed or Twitter account. And sure enough, it's got a good old map of the U.S. and all the counties of our country. And it's got all these different areas, like the left coast, which is essentially Los Angeles north, but only on the Pacific coast. Well, inland, you'll have what's called the far west. And that takes up states like Nevada, Idaho, as well as Utah and more. That's the far west. Then when you get up to the northeast of our country, they call this Yankeedom. <laughs> and it's a great name there. And the New York, New Jersey area, New Netherland, of course, that was originally a Dutch settlement there, Manhattan and more. I'm going to focus on what we call the regions of the south on this map, okay? And the very extreme western fringe of Texas They've got El Norte, which I guess is a fancy way of saying the north in Spanish. Essentially, this area is Mexico. Let's be honest with you. It's just on the other side of the Rio Grande, so we'll call it Texas, but very much connected to Mexico, this portion, very small portion of Texas, by the way. The rest of Texas is split up into two parts, okay? Are y'all ready for this? From the Houston area eastward, is the deep south so houston beaumont into north louisiana and just about all of mississippi almost all of alabama almost all of georgia almost all of south carolina and a small portion of north carolina and down into florida is the deep south that's what this map shows The other portion of the South, which starts in North Texas and works its way to eastern Oklahoma and to the Ozark area of Arkansas, the Boot Hill of Missouri, on into Kentucky, into Tennessee, from, let's say, Jackson East in the state of Tennessee. That means all of Middle Tennessee, all of East Tennessee. And then the western portion of North Carolina, as well as the very northern corners of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. That is called Greater Appalachia. 
that's what this map shows and then there's another area that is the area around washington dc but more toward the coast they call that the tidewater area we're talking halfway up the north carolina coast a little bit inland toward raleigh and then heading up toward norfolk and on into the eastern shore of virginia and maryland that's the tidewater area so the south has those areas plus extreme southeast louisiana is called new france of course because of the cajuns that lived there and how they came down from acadiana well before the civil war so the south has a couple of small regions but essentially the south is broken up in all these southern states into two major regions greater appalachia and the deep south so here on the y'all show as we like to educate you about these things it came as a shock to one texas newspaper when this thing came out as the dallas news actually wrote a story called welcome to greater appalachia y'all and that was from several years ago an article written by ralph de la cruz as they took a closer look at this survey breaking the country up into these 11 distinct nations and yeah texas for the most part has the deep south and this greater appalachia area into that state but most southern states have at least more than one area what is the deep south the definition is a cultural and geographic subregion in the south and it's differentiated as those states with the most that were most dependent on slave societies during the pre-civil war period often known as the cotton states and those again are portions of texas but we're really talking louisiana mississippi alabama georgia south carolina that is the deep south and then you've got maybe not quite so deep but a couple of states that are right on the fringe of being deep south but are just southern would be texas arkansas tennessee south uh, north carolina and florida that would be that area now the question about what is appalachia well again the appalachian mountains stretching into the carolinas down into georgia but it has the the sort of remnants in alabama and mississippi and that has its own culture and uh, we we just told you slavery was a big portion of the cotton states and the settlement of those areas and you won't find as many former i guess descendants of slaves in greater appalachia because in often cases they just didn't have the plantations in those areas often because they were hilly and they didn't grow cotton in the middle of the mountains so that's just a very uh, uneducated way but I'm, I'm basing this on some history here but uh, just an educated guest is, is my best thing to try to explain the difference between greater appalachia and the deep south but that is an interesting map if you get a chance go see if your county's on there you can break it down and see all of the counties and we'll have to tweet it out at our y'all show account on instagram and more and see if you're deep south greater appalachia are you tidewater are you new france are you el norte and then i didn't even say about miami that part is part of the spanish caribbean according to this map something to learn something to learn all about your part of uh, america when we come back, we're going to learn all about the SEC. Ryan Fowler is going to join us from Tuscaloosa. We'll find out about the Crimson Tide after they had that tough loss to Auburn over the weekend and what's up in the SEC championship. We'll get his take on that and more as the Y'all Show continues on this Thursday.
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Well, I hate to play that song right there with our next guest coming on, but you know, you, you just can't help it. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Show. It's our SEC Spotlight, and yay, War Eagle. Yes, this is the spotlight where we talk about the Iron Bowl from last week with our friend Ryan Fowler. He's with Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. He's been on here a bunch of times. And he's going to try to help us get through this Iron Bowl 2019. If you're a Crimson Tide fan, I, I don't know if you've been able to get through it. Ryan, are, are you are you hanging in there? Are, are you going to make it, little fella? It's just been a rough day down here. A rough. I mean, listen, when you get all these championships and you you kind of build a standard down here, it's it's rough, man. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I know that. You know, you talk about fan bases, man. There's a lot of fan bases that uh, are in other parts of the Southeastern Conference. They just want to get to bowl eligibility, right? Not in Tuscaloosa, man. It's all about winning a national title, uh, going, winning the SEC title, and being in the college football playoffs. And, uh, you know, six, con- six uh, five previous years, they were trying to go for six consecutive year, which had never been done. And, uh, you know, it, hey. I mean, now we're getting ready to run Nick Saban out of town and the dynasty's over. And I'm being sarcastic now. I hope nobody really takes me serious. But, uh, 
Well, that, that's the real. talk. That is the yeah. talk, and maybe not in Tuscaloosa. Well, but after but you listen. lose forty-eight, forty-five, things kind of start simmering a little bit. Well, you, you, you think about it now. Listen, um, it's uh, you know the bald guy that's uh, on ESPN. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I have to go look it up. But uh, the Tennessee alum. Yeah, I think I think he went to uh, Tennessee. I, I think he did, and uh, you know he's trying to take shots, and uh, that, that that's okay. Listen, you know people, you know you you, you take him for what he is, and you know he, he's trying to you know make fun of Alabama and take shots and talk about it's over and over. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you talk about something that's over is probably his career. I mean, I mean that's that's what's probably over. I mean, Saban's career. Yeah. Uh, no, the guy that's bald that doesn't have any well, hair. Well, that, there's a couple of different bald guys on ESPN. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it's the guy that moonlights on the SEC Network in the afternoon. Is that who you talking about? I well, I don't know. I mean, I had to look it up. I don't, I don't remember his name. But, okay. Uh, I I've just heard a lot of comments that uh, that that he's been making, and uh, that's okay. I mean, listen, it, it happens, man. It happens. It happens. But it's uh, you know, I think one of the cool things about this dynasty is that Nick Saban was able to sustain it for all those years and to be able to lift it to a high level and uh, to be able to take this place to places that, um, you know, they wanted to get back to. And, and, and he was able to do that. And I listen, Nick Saban is uh, etched his name in a historical approach here in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, he's made a lot of these Alabama fans very, very proud and uh, rightfully so. And we're proud to be talking with Ryan Fowler. He's the host of The Game on Tide 100.9. That's the only sports station that you can find in Tuscaloosa. And he's got the flagship show on Tide 100.9 each afternoon as you, you get them fired up. And I know this had to be – your show's always interesting, Ryan, but after losing to Auburn, what was it like when you came in to work on Monday? Well, before I went on the air, the phone lines were already jammed up. Um, <laughs> and you got several phone lines, by the way. Yeah. So it. So it. Yeah. When we walked in, I looked up and I said, "Man, wow, it's going to be a pretty. Uh, it's going to be a pretty crazy week." And it was. It, it was. And uh, you know, when you when you think about, you know, the way this game ended, the way that it went down. I mean, it it was. Whew, I mean, it it was. I mean, we could talk about a lot of different angles. I mean. Uh, I never thought it would be 48-45. I thought this would be more a game that was played in the 20s, but it wasn't. And it was, um, you know, offense kind of had their way uh, with with Auburn, but uh, made a couple of mistakes. And, you know, this game is so close in parity that, um, you know, mistakes uh, sometimes get you beat. And it did. It did. I mean, it found a way. Only because this was a problem in the past for Nick Saban, and I don't blame this youngster for the loss, but is the kicker on Alabama's football team on scholarship? Yes, he is. Okay. Yep. And he's been on scholarship? Because I know in the past that was a problem. Yes, yes he, 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 he was. Yep. Okay. He, he was. I know even yep. in the national championship game against Georgia the other year, I think the Crimson Tide had two different – Sort of walk-on graduate transfer, something like that. Yeah, I think there was uh, Andy Papanostas. Yeah, uh, was was one of those guys. I think he went to Ole Miss or transferred from from there to here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we kicking's been a problem for a long time, and I don't know why it's a problem. 
I don't know if I'm going to have to get other coaches to kind of describe it, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a problem for quite a while. And we're not asking people to come in and kick 60-yard field goals to win games. Some of these are fairly easy kicks, just like I think Papanostas had a chip shot field goal to win that game in regulation against Georgia the other year in the national championship, and he missed that one. And for Tide fans, luckily, they got the win in OT. Yeah, Tua. Yeah, 41-yard reception, second and 26. And, you know, it was – I was sitting next to a Georgia guy. and I mean, I'm telling you, he was ready to walk out of the stadium whenever they lined up for the chip shot. I mean, he was like – and I said, hold on, don't don't leave because <laughs> it's – it's it, and, and, and he was like, what? I, I, and, and, no, it – yeah, it, it's – yeah, we're, we're – we're, Alabama – and I looked at my wife and I said, I don't think he's going to hit it. I really don't. I really don't. You're talking and, about this past uh, weekend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, I mean, I didn't have any confidence in Georgia either. So uh, it's pretty, uh, as far as the same. I don't know, like I said, I don't know why kicking has been a problem, but it was that way uh, when you talk about punting. J.K. Scott was, you know, was able to hold it down for four years and really did a great job. But, uh, you know, it's it's just been a, it's been a long problem here in Tuscaloosa with uh, punting, kicking, uh, just, a, like I said, the four year, other than the four years with JK Scott, I mean, they haven't had really consistent punters. Yeah. It's been all downhill since Van Tiffin. 85. Is that what year it was? Uh, yeah. When we beat Auburn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a hero there with the kick. And, yes. And Red Bay, Alabama, I believe. Well, no, we had his son, we had his son here, Lee Tiffin. Oh, okay. Was, was, was really good too. And, um, but, it, but even, I mean, he had, a, he had a good career, but, um, you know, and i tell you what really hurts Alabama fans is, um, you know, the Carlsons, the, which a lot of a lot of people at Auburn, you know, I mean, they get passed over by Alabama, and, you know, that's a lot of their students that get turned down by Alabama, and they go and apply uh, at, at Auburn, and they get in, and, you know, they major in poultry science or, uh, <laughs> you know, determining, uh, you know, what cows need to eat or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, so, 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 but Daniel Carlson was a guy that is, uh, his grandparents were huge legacy player, excuse me, uh, supporters of Alabama. His grandparents were. And uh, Alabama chose and, you know, missed evaluation. And so now it started, you know, the Carlson brothers. So that's his brother that's actually punting uh, there. And, um, you know, that's another, so, I mean, they would have had like eight years of, of field goal kick uh-huh. that, that would have been there. And, and so, uh, so anyway, he, Auburn, Auburn offered him a scholarship, Alabama didn't, and he's made Alabama pay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Tua real quick, and then we'll go back and get your take, not only on the Crimson Tide, but the rest of the SEC, as we do have a little championship game going on this weekend between the Dogs of Georgia and the LSU Tigers. And the latest with the quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Tua Tagovailoa, is that he's checking in with his family about the 2020 NFL Draft. What more can you tell us, Ryan Fowler, Tide 100.9? Well, you know, I I just don't. I don't know until that decision comes down very, very soon. So uh, it's just – it's. let me just say this. I've covered Alabama football for quite a while. Uh, this kid's a special kid, man. I mean, he is – listen, I, I'm jealous a lot of times and I hear him talk and the way that, you know, he has so much. I mean, listen, I look back at my life, 18, 19, 20 years old. I was making decisions that, you know, I look back now and, 
I say, man, why, why did I have to do that? Or why did I not? I mean, this kid is so far ahead of his years and whatever decision he makes, if he's going to go to the NFL, if he's going to stay at Alabama, you know, he's got a big rehab process. It's going to be about 12 weeks on those crutches. And, uh, you know, we're going to see if, you know, he could find a way to uh, either come back. And, you know, I just wonder, you know, the, the conversation earlier this week with Kirk Herbstreet, I, I, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't think there was any chance of, of him coming uh, back. But after watching that and, you know, hearing some people, I, I just wonder if there's a, there's a conversation that, um, you know, may have been had place that, that took place. And, you know, you might see him say, you know what, uh, hold on a minute. That's not so fast. So this kid's different. And, you know, I know it's a lot of, a lot of guys wanting to jump to the NFL early and, I don't know whether this guy will do it or not, but regardless, I'm telling you, this guy's a special human being, and whether it's on the Sunday afternoon or, you know, it's in Washington, D.C., or, I mean, this guy's an ultimate leader. He's going to be doing some special things uh, in in the realm of just, just being a human being. Yeah. Well, again, he had that hip injury at Mississippi State. Don't forget, he not only has that problem to worry about, he underwent surgery for a high ankle sprain back in October. And that's what cost him a game or two in the month of October. So he's had a lot of medical trauma here over the last couple of months. We wish him all the best. Someone told me right after that injury, and I know you were a big, you were a big, Bo Jackson fan growing up, I'm sure, Ryan. But somebody, well, uh, somebody told me know, that Tua's injury was the same that Bo had. Is that true? It, it is not. It, it really, it, and I know that was a, and it's not just that you, you say that, but there was a lot of people that were saying it. But it's a lot of times when you don't know what to say, media, we just plug stuff in at times. And it's like, well, we haven't seen a hip injury in a long time, so we just plug Bo Jackson in. Bo Jackson actually had uh, tissue and bone structure that had died in his hip. Uh, and, and a lot of that is, you know, when you listen back at, at, at watching Tua, uh, you know, go down with, with that injury. See, they were able to put it back in place inside the locker room. Now, Bo Jackson, I want to say it took hours and hours to discover that the, the injury that had actually happened. And so when it got you know, dislocated out of, out of the socket that the Bo Jackson injury and medicine wasn't as, you know, firm as what it is now with technology and, you know, x-rays and all those different things. And so I, I think when you look at it, I just think it's a conversation that, that I think we just threw it out because we knew that Bo Jackson had a hit. Cause I read that too. I mean, John, it was all over the place and people had said, you know, it's just like the Bo Jackson injury. Well, I, I started talking to medical professionals and, you know, and, 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 you know, Bo was an outstanding player, 1985 Heisman winner, uh, really struggled with spelling. That's why they, you know, they named him Bo uh, because of, <laughs> but did he have a hard time in his poultry science class there on the plane? I don't know. I, I, I bet you, I, I bet you Bo never took too many classes at Auburn. I, I would you know, I, I don't know. Sociology, I think, was really one of their famous uh, majors for athletes. Uh, he's probably knowing a lot about uh, society trends and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, listen, Bo, Bo's a good ambassador for the state. I mean, he's from about 30 miles from here, McAdory. And, 
you know, Auburn uh, got a good one in him, but uh, I don't think we'll ever have to worry about Bo being in a spelling bee contest. Well, I do. The reason the whole Bo Jackson thing even came out was Bo really never recovered from that injury, and that's what the thinking was. Right, sure. And the thinking was yeah. with Tua, maybe he won't even no, have a professional one, career. Yeah, this one I don't think is going to impact the professional career. I, I think now it will it delay it. I don't know. I mean, that's the. That's the part that I think a lot of us, and you know, it, it's really it's it's not about Tua. It's about the you know the NFL because the NFL is about a business. I know we see a football thrown around, and you know we see grown men running down the sidelines at four four and four five speed, and you know tackling all that. But you got to remember it's a business, and and it's about making a profit. And so a general manager and a, and a medical staff are, is going to have to sign off on drafting and investing a quarterback. That's got a hip injury, and you don't know how he's going to respond. I mean, so that's that's what's going to be really, really kind of kind of unique to see exactly how everything works out. And you know, I, I don't know what because like I, the NFL draft is so hard to project, even with the guys that are healthy, that because you just don't know what a team's going to value. And see, they put all these, you know, you see these different mock drafts and. You know, they'll leak stuff out and they'll say, hey, you know, this guy's this, and this guy's this. Well, a lot of that's leaked out for purpose because you, you don't really know where a team values somebody because they don't want to tell you because the guys that are in front of them, they don't want you, the teams in front of them, to say, oh, oh he values this. He's coming up next. Or he's going to pick this guy. So you try to, you know, you try to keep that poker face. So it's kind of hard to even project some of the other guys. Well, who's going to do this and who's going to do this and who's going to draft here? And so then when you add the entry, the other variable in here, it really makes it really difficult to pick and uh, determine where these guys are going to be drafted at. So when you add a hip injury like this, who knows at this point? We're talking with Ryan Fowler of Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan C. Fowler. He hosts the afternoon show on Tide 100.9, The Game, and it's four hours of Crimson Tide talk. Well, we want you to talk about some SEC teams besides Alabama, Ryan, but before we make that transition, the two big questions for Alabama fans right now, in addition to Tua, is Nick Saban going to kind of keep this staff together? Is he going to be back as well in 2020? And any guess on where the tide will be going bowling? Well, the bowl thing is a little bit of a challenge. I mean, it's, 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 it's just so hard. That's another one of those projections. You know, there's about five different possibilities. But see, there's so much that's still to be determined in the the ranks of, you know, think about it. I mean, just for a couple of minutes. Where, you got, where, where does Ryan Fowler want to go? You want to go to Shreveport? Is that what was that what I'm detecting? Well, no, no. We went to Shreveport in 2007, and Nick Saban promised that we would never go back there. I think 10 wins will probably get them into a New Year's Six Bowl. But it all depends on what happens this weekend. Like, Okay, does does Oklahoma get beat by Baylor, or do they beat Baylor and you know they're able to slot in that fourth spot? Then you know is Georgia able to beat LSU, or does LSU beat Georgia? I mean, there is just a million. No, I, I don't say a million, but there's a lot of scenarios that you know Alabama could be matched up, you know, with Michigan in the Citrus Bowl or the Orange Bowl, or uh, you could look at. You know, the Sugar Bowl, if you know if the SEC gets two teams in the college football playoffs, that would take a Georgia victory over LSU. But then you back up and you look at the Cotton Bowl. Well, Alabama could be matched up with, you know, a team like, I mean, 
you know, there's been some discussion about Memphis. Would would they be qualified uh, enough to go to a big bowl like that? So they're right now they're I, the the point, and, and this is what's going to be really really hard for Alabama fans because they're so accustomed to playing in national title games. Is how do you get fired up to go play? You know, in some bowl game that it, it matters, but it really. I mean, I, I, we say it matters, but does it matter uh, on the grand scheme of things? You know, Nick Saban told us about four years ago, five years ago, no, even longer than that, s- seven years ago, when college football playoffs were in, was introduced, he said that we will give up, that we'll only focus on the college football playoff games. And he's been dead on the money because we really only care about those four teams, and that's it. When was the last time Alabama went to a bowl that wasn't one of the so-called New Year's Six Bowls? Well, you just have to let me just do the, the calculations. Well, you went uh, to Alabama, not Auburn, so you should be able to spit this thing out. Come on, all right, man. So, so 2010, we played in a in a bowl game that was not a you know a national championship implication. And uh, was that the one in Orlando? Yes, let's see. Hold on. No, I no, I don't think it was Orlando. I think that was. Um, let's see, where was that at? I, I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm it's just been so to, long, it, you forgot. No, you, you've maybe you've it was, a- answered my question. No, maybe maybe it was the Cotton Bowl. I think is what it was. It was 2010. I mean, that's been. I mean, you remember? We realize how many bowl games we played. All right, 2011, we played LSU in the Sugar Bowl. 2012, we would have played Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl, and we beat those guys like what was it 42 to 14. Big Eddie Lacy and the national champion winning team. And then 2013, they played Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl in 2013. That was following that kick six down at, down at Auburn. 2014, we would have played Ohio State, which went on to win the national title. That would have been down to the Sugar Bowl as well. Ezekiel Elliott ran all over Alabama. And I say ran all over Alabama. They were able to win, and they went on to win the national title. And then 2015, we went to Arizona and, well, actually went to Cotton Bowl, beat Michigan State, went to Arizona, beat Clemson, and that was a national title with Derrick Henry's Heisman winning campaign. 2016, we would have went to Tampa. Clemson beat Alabama there. 2017, we would have went to New Orleans to play the Sugar Bowl and uh, got a win. And then we went on to win the two. Yeah, twenty seventeen. We would have won uh, the game, and that would have been. Well, I guess it, yeah, it would have been against Georgia. Two twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. Last year, we beat Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl, and then made it to Santa Clara and got kicked in the teeth by the Tigers. And I think I missed one game. We played Washington in twenty sixteen in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yep, and I missed that one. I don't claim to be Ryan Fowler, but Ryan, I need a round of applause. I'm right. It was on January 1st, 2011, at the Capital One Bowl as Alabama played Michigan State. A 49-7 victory. Yeah, they thumped Michigan State. Yep, they did. So that that one and the Independence Bowl, the famed Independence Bowl you mentioned, are the only two not-so-sexy bowl games Alabama's been to in the Saban dynasty, of which, according to Ron Fowler, this dynasty is going to keep going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I know, like I said, I know the guy that's, 
has got a deficiency in in hair uh <laughs> is is uh talking about the dynasty's dead but yeah that's not true that's 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 baloney. It's garbage. I mean, I, people that just, they like to say this, you know, and, and that's one of the things. And, you know, maybe we can discuss this one off season. You know, I'm in the media, you're in the media. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that really just disturbs me is the amount of incorrect information. Like, like we don't even report the, the facts anymore. We just throw it up against the wall and, oh, okay, perfect. I'll make an article about this. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I, you know, I, and I know it's based on opinion, but it's like it, these guys have been saying this for like 15, 20 years. I mean, I, you know, it, it's like Alabama's finished. You know, a lot of people didn't predict Alabama would get up off the mat against the NCAA. And, you know, now these guys are making these big comments. Well, let's not discount the fact that, yes, Coach Saban is the best college football coach we've likely ever seen. But he's 68 years old, Ryan. And there are people who yeah, are he's 60. a young sixty. Well, well, there's let, a lot let me of tell you this, okay? I cover him. I, I I cover him for a living. I walk out on that practice field. I pray that at sixty eight, I still have that energy because he's not your typical sixty eight. You know, like like I know sixty eight year old people, but uh, he he's not he's not sixty eight. I mean, like his age, like is just it's different. Well, thank you for sharing that intimate information on Nick Saban. Hey, we have got to take a break. This is not fake news, I'm going to tell you. Georgia and LSU are in the SEC championship game this Saturday in Atlanta. And when we come back, we'll get Ryan Fowler's thoughts on that big game. And maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get him to weigh in on some of these coaching vacancies in the Southeastern Conference. All that as we wrap up the Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. (sighs) For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Hunker down, Georgia's back in the SEC championship game as the Dogs and LSU. That's your matchup for the conference championship. That begins at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on CBS from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. John Rawl here as we wrap up this Y'all Show talking with Ryan Fowler of Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He's the host of The Game each afternoon that airs on Tide 100.9. You can follow Ryan on Twitter. A great follow, by the way, at Ryan C. Fowler. And he has a daily conversation with all the Crimson Tide crazy about Alabama football and more and we're so glad that he could come on here and help us walk through what happened with the Iron Bowl last week but what's going to happen in this SEC championship game here this weekend we'll get his thoughts on that but first we got some coaching vacancies in the Southeastern Conference Ryan Missouri Arkansas Mississippi I believe that might be it what's your thoughts on who might be ending up in these jobs including your old assistant coach there in Tuscaloosa Lane Kiffin yeah, Lane Kiffin's been a topic of conversation. I think Lane Kiffin would make a great uh, coach in the SEC. I, I think Lane Kiffin's a, I, I offensive genius. I mean, I watched and had a chance to appreciate Lane Kiffin as an offensive coordinator. I think he's a really, really good coach, and I think he would do uh, really, really good things wherever he, he would go, and I think he'd be able to create some offensive uh, advantages for his team. Uh, but Arkansas is just a hard place to recruit, and that's the that's the challenge. Uh, you know, you, you look at Ole Miss, and you know I don't like to take shots. Well, I don't know, maybe I do. Uh, Ole Miss has got a problem, and it's mentally okay. It's it's not coaching wise. Their problem is is they've got Alabama arrogance, but the only problem is they've got Vanderbilt's trophy cabinet. <laughs> Can we and, put that on a T-shirt? That's great. <laughs> no, I mean it is. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you, you think that they would have created the SEC? So, uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's it's Ole Miss. I mean, I mean, what have you given us, Archie Manning? It's been a long time uh, since Archie Manning, and uh, you know, I know Hugh Freeze was able to get you guys, but he got you there, you know, unethically, and uh, you know, it's it's just a. It's a conversation when you really get to thinking about it. You begin to kind of look at this, uh, you know, this 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 direction. Um, I don't think they should have fired Luke. If you want to know the truth, I mean, who are they going to get better? Well, now I do like Mike McIntyre, and as a as a defensive mind, Rich Rodriguez is probably not going to get that job because they would have probably went that direction with interim if you know if he was going to go, but. Um, I mean, Matt Luke was a really good guy, but I almost I always felt like that he was a Band-Aid. He was kind of like the Mike Shula of, of Ole Miss, that it was just kind of like, okay, let's just, you know, a stopgap guy. Mm. And I think that's what he was. I just don't think that he was a long-term option 
but I don't, I don't know where they can go and, and get because you're going to ask ask a coach that hey let's go to the toughest division in all of college football because that's the SEC West and oh yeah by the way we want you to win this many games well you know you're going to have to play Alabama you're going to have to play LSU you know I think Texas A&M at some point's got to get there uh, the uh, the Cal College across the state is uh, you know can sneak up and get you from time to time so. I mean, it's just a tough division. Yeah, and, and, and at 20, the 2020 schedule, Ryan, for the Land Sharks, in the first month alone, they open with Baylor in Houston, and then they play LSU and Alabama somewhere in that stretch. So almost an impossible ask for whoever the coach there is. What about Missouri? Odom was dismissed, and there's talk about Lane Kiffin and others possibly going to Columbia. Well, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I stand with wherever he goes. I think he's going to have success. I mean, I'm just a I, – I know he did some things that just, you know – but I, I think he's a charismatic guy, and I think sometimes he gets some negative attention that maybe he doesn't deserve. But, but I, I go back to the conversation when you look at um, – I'm going to throw out a name. And uh, I know that everybody talks about, well, he had a bad run at Florida, and you know, but he, he also took Florida to two – SEC championship games, but now he just did the biggest turnaround in FBS history. Excuse me, not in history, but in this year. And that is Central Michigan's head coach that coached here, won two national titles as an offensive coordinator, was the coach of the year out in, uh, let's see. Colorado State. Yeah, 2012, 2014 out in Colorado State. And then he was the coach of the year in the SEC. And now he was just announced today, coach of the year, up in the Mid Atlantic at Central Michigan. That's Jim McElwain. A he frequent frequent caller to your show, by the way. He is. He is. And and I mean I like him as a as a guy, but I mean, I just watched him do a lot of a lot of cool stuff here in Tuscaloosa and power football and uh play action, pro style. I, I just think that I think he's a coach if, if somebody would give him a chance that I think he's got a chance to uh, look at some of these vacancies, and I'm I'm sure he's pretty happy at Central Michigan. He's got a good work ethic, but I mean, when you can go one and eleven at Central Michigan and go eight and four, that's a, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good achievement. Yeah, the Chippewas and the Red Hawks of Miami have the MAC championship on Saturday at twelve noon, eleven Central. If you want to get ready for the SEC championship by tuning in to that one. Speaking of the SEC championship, it's the Dogs of Georgia and LSU. CBS is where you can tune in and see this starting at 4 o'clock Atlanta time. Let's get Ryan C. Fowler's thoughts on this matchup between the Dogs and those Tigers. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I was giving my best impersonation. Uh, of Coach we, we know who you are. You got Orgeron Itis. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, that's a guy that, you know, you talk about, I mean, he went two and 25 at Ole Miss. Am I right? Two and 25. Is that right? I mean, no, that can't be right. Maybe, maybe in conference games, you could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in conference games. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's conference. He beat Mississippi state and Kentucky. That's about all he could do. Okay. But, but, but I mean, look at what he's done there. Uh, but I don't know if they've got a defense that can win a national title because uh, you know Ohio State looks like the team that you know we could discuss this another day. But Justin Fields, I mean, you know the debate is, I mean, should he really be eligible? And you know Kirby Smart moving to uh, Jeff Fromm 
and choosing, you know, to go a different direction. Uh, that's a that's a big conversation too. So, but I, I like LSU to win the game. I think LSU will win the game. I just think they're the that a better team and offensively, uh, Kirby's got some issues, and that's what I'm talking about with Justin Fields and Ohio State. I mean, um, you know, he chose a quarterback, and you know, it's hard to to look at Jeff Fromm or, or uh, and, and go another direction. But uh, Justin Fields is is uh, you know doing pretty crazy stuff up at Ohio State, and you know, might get an invitation to New York City. Yeah. With a loss, is Georgia out of the national championship race? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And who, who takes their spot? Well, I, I mean, it would have been Alabama if they could find a way to beat Auburn, but they uh, kind of fell on their face defensively. Well, what if Georgia loses, Utah loses, and let's say Oklahoma loses to Baylor? Is there any chance, any yeah, chance guess, at all, Alabama could somehow end no, up in this thing? No, 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 okay. no. So you think no, Baylor no. would get past Alabama? Probably, yeah, it would probably be Baylor. Um, but I mean, I guess you got to look at, you know, that. I mean, well, well I mean, you, you know, if you really want to get crazy, uh, and what I happens if, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State and Virginia beats Clemson and uh, LSU gets beat by Georgia? Man, you got a jumbled up mess. But then. I guess that's what we wanted with college football playoffs. But even with that jumbled up mess, and that's why I'm not trying to sound like I'm crazy. I just want to sound like a delusional yeah. Alabama fan. Even with all that jumbled up mess, the tide still ain't playing for a national championship. No. Okay. No, they're right. they're, they're playing for pride. <laughs> All well, right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I, 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 hey, that's why we have you on. This is honest talk with Ryan Fowler here on the All Show. But you're saying LSU is going to emerge victorious, and that's what we wanted to have from you, the big, bold projection from Ryan Fowler here on the Y'all Show. Again, this is a late but, afternoon. But on, that, on that fourth spot, I'll take – let me just say, I'll take Utah. I'm just going to say, I think Utah will beat Oregon. And so I, th- I think that will be the fourth spot. So I think it will look like – and I don't know what LSU, if they'll get in that number one spot, but it will be Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. I'm going to go with Utah. All right. There you have it from Ryan Fowler, again, host of the game on Tide 100.9 FM. Ryan, we appreciate you coming back on the Y'all Show and sharing your thoughts. It's always great to catch up with you. We probably won't be checking in with you before the end of the year, so a very early Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas to you guys, and it's always good when we talk a little football. And Let's do it again soon, John. I'd love to be able to get back on and dive a little deeper into the conversations and we'll be talking about Tua but uh everybody have a wonderful merry christmas and uh no political correctness for me no happy holidays now merry <laughs> christmas all the way uh if that bothers you you can just go put the big boy pants not you but the big boy pants uh, on and you guys have an awesome christmas thank you guys so much thank you ryan fowler and war eagle to you sir <laughs> yeah never well that will wrap up our y'all show thank you everybody for listening we'll be back right here on friday with a new episode of the y'all kickoff show two hours of college football greatness getting you ready for all these conference championship games until that time have a great day and thanks for listening to the y'all show
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.